Good morning, everybody. It's me again, and today we are doing episode three in the story of my life and how I got to my authentic self. It's still a work in progress, <laughs> but I'm way better than I was. So I actually just spent two hours getting the damn subscribe button on these videos so please appreciate that because two hours is a damn long time to figure out how to add a freaking subscribe button why doesn't it just come with a you know youtube why doesn't it just come with a damn turn on turn off cookie thing i mean come on man so I still got to figure out the notification bell, even though I'm told that doesn't work anyway. So just please hit the subscribe button. It would make me happy. It took me two hours. <laughs> and I was going to put up the thank you for watching thing that comes at the end of the video, but because it took me two hours, I just, I don't have the patience anymore. And I was supposed to meet with my friend for a coaching session, and she she bailed. So here we are. I went back to review uh, episode two, and it was about my first love and how I broke his heart and <clears throat> my partying ways and my cat is going to get beat <clears throat> damn it um so what i wanted to talk about this time was <clears throat> i went to college the first time at the university of dayton 1986 was my freshman year <clears throat> i do believe i mentioned that i so proud got a point nine GPA and I used my disease as a reason for that point nine, which of course it was not the reason, but I used my disease to keep from getting kicked out. And every time they would let me stay, I had to get a higher GPA to remain. So by the fourth time that's right the fourth time they let me stay I, I had to get like a 4.0 <laughs> in order to stay and that that just wasn't happening I was partying way too hard and I'll tell you about my party days another time so I ended up getting kicked out and of course my parents were not proud of me at that moment <clears throat> i think it's funny so oh let me re let, let me tell you a story i just remembered so my favorite band in the whole wide world is the violent femmes and <clears throat> they have a song probably the only one that any of you out there have heard of called add it up and the lyrics are, why can't I get just one kiss? Why can't I get 
just one fuck, you know, and I made sure that when I was getting, um, when my parents were unpacking my stuff and bringing, you know, putting me in the dorm and I was moving out and moving into the dorm, I made sure to put on the record player Violent Femmes added up song. And when they came to, why can't I get just one fuck? My parents were just pissed off. What the hell? You know, and I'm like, hey, I'm in college now. <laughs> you can't tell me what to play. <laughs> they obviously hadn't heard that word before because I'd been listening to the Femmes for years and that was off their first album. So I, I, I don't know. It's funny. My brother still remembers that day because he was there. <laughs> and sometimes when he hears that song, he thinks about that time. It's just a funny aside. So I failed out of the University of Dayton and I was a hold on fucking cat god damn it Just chewing on my cords shit so <clears throat> goddamn cats um where was I? I think oh my god I can't remember what, what was I just talking about school Kicked out. I was going to tell you something. Hmm. <clears throat> wow. Violent Femmes added up. See, senility is just a fucked up thing, man. Because I, I can't remember. Hmm. Oh! I do. I remember now. See? I'm okay. <laughs> Pink. 50, almost 55 sucks ass. So, I think it's menopause. Menopause brain. Anyway, <clears throat> so what I was going to say is before I got kicked out of the University of Dayton, I was in a fraternity. That's right. I was not in a sorority. I was a little sister in a fraternity because... I'm not a girly girl. I don't do sororities. So I had to pledge the fraternity. And, you know, I'm pledging with the guys. And one of the one of the days we had a couch and I think there was like five or seven of us on this couch and we're, you know, we're all back with our with our mouths open. And and the guys would come along with two bottles of alcohol. I don't know what it was. And you had to, you know, hold it in your mouth because fraternity, your brothers, you all do the same at the same time for, for uh, not community, but you know what I'm saying. So I was, you know, kind of further down on the couch so luckily I didn't have to hold the liquor for too long but it was like your whole you're sitting there like this come on man come on and they they just 
pour alcohol in your mouth and, and then you and then swallowed it all together. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of shit we did back then. So after I got kicked out, I got a job at a Jewish deli and I was the manager <clears throat> and it was awesome. I loved it. I loved that job. Um, I actually made up a bunch of sandwiches at that job. So they were triple decker, just like New York style Jewish deli, you know, where they, the meat is like this thick. And these, you know, were triple deckers and they, we had, I think it started out with 10 and then I helped create I think seven more, so we ended up with seventeen, and and we just we just named them number one, number two, and number three. So number three was with the gefilte fish and smoked trout. So the Jew, Jewish people would know, you know, the gefilte fish and smoked trout, and I believe cream cheese. I forget what all else was on it. So that was a number three. My favorite was the number 11, which was roast beef with French dressing, uh, bacon, and you and Colby cheese. And then you would put that through, you know, the toaster oven. And then I forget if it had lettuce on it or not. Who cares? It was good. And then we had, instead of a Reuben, we had a Robin, which was basically a Reuben, <clears throat> but it was made with uh, pastrami. And we made our own homemade matzo balls. We made our own homemade matzo ball soup. We made our own chicken broth. So every morning on the days that, I, cause I was manager, um, so on the days that I was working 12 hour days or opening, first thing you would do is put on the big pot full of water and throw a chicken in there because <clears throat> you had to boil the chicken to make the broth and then you picked off the chicken <clears throat> and then to make the matzo balls, you know, you take the matzo ball dry stuff and then you would use, um, oh, what's it called? Schmaltz. Schmaltz. Which, you Jewish people out there, you know what schmaltz is. Schmaltz is chicken fat. So what we would do is, after we made <clears throat> the soup, you know, you'd get the layer of the fat on the top in the refrigerator overnight. And we would take that layer off, and that's your schmaltz. And that would add flavor and lightness to our matzo balls. Man, I love that shit. And then we also had, oh, what was the name of it? Hmm. Someone's going to have to help me because I can't remember. But it was, but it was like a pocket, pocket thing. And it had um, some kind of potato filling. Oh, it's gonna kill me that I can't remember. It, it'll come to me as I'm talking. And man, I would eat one of those a day as my lunch. So I would eat a matzo ball, 
and I would eat one of these things. They were round and filled with like mashed potato type thing and I would melt cheese on the top and just go to town. We had homemade bagel chips. So we would take old bagels and you'd slice them on the slicer and toast them in the oven. And we had homemade French onion dip. And that's what we gave, you know, like when you go to a Mexican restaurant, you get chips and dip. So when you came to our restaurant, you got bagel chips and dip. Um, <clears throat> damn, what was the name of that shit? Anyway, why am I telling you this? I don't know. It's just random shit. So, um, I <clears throat> was living right down the street from where I worked at the deli. <clears throat> this was still Dayton, Ohio. And I <clears throat> was working in the Oregon district for those who live in Dayton, who know the Oregon district. Um, <clears throat> the restaurant isn't there anymore. So, but man, that was, that was good times. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I told you, you know, that I met my hus first ex-husband, um, in the last video, because I told you about how he had slept with my friend Mary, and I, <clears throat> he decided to leave and go join the military. So he was going to be stationed in Belleville, Illinois, which is right across the river <clears throat> from St. Louis. And <clears throat> I stuck a letter in his suitcase and at that by that point of time in my life um you know I was I was done with the partying the hard partying that I was doing because at that point in time um I was having blackouts and you know I would get up the next day and I would yell at the guy I was seeing, why the hell didn't you meet me at the bar, blah, 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 blah. And it turns out that he was there and I was just fucked up and couldn't remember. I was having hardcore blackouts. So I stuck a letter into my first ex's suitcase basically saying, you know, I love you, you know, I'd like to be with you, that kind of thing. I didn't know how he felt about me, because um, <clears throat> we weren't really dating at the time. But he contacted me and asked me to move out there with him. So I moved from Dayton, Ohio to Belleville, Illinois. <clears throat> This was like 1990, something like that. And we lived in this tiny, tiny apartment. We didn't even have a car. We had to walk um, at least, at least a good mile to two miles to go to the grocery store. 
And, you know, walking there wasn't that big a deal, but walking home with, you know, your arms full of, you know, bags, <laughs> you know, up your arms, you know how you do. That sucked. And we had to keep stopping because, you know, it was just heavy. And we slept on a mattress on the floor, you know, but I would still make the bed. You got to always make your bed. Always got to make your bed. And, I, and uh, <clears throat> so bed on the floor, no box spring, no, no frame, just mattress on the floor. Um, and he was in the military. <clears throat> and at that point in time, I decided I wanted to be a nurse. And so there was a community college down the road and I did my general education classes in Belleville, Illinois. <clears throat> and my ex actually got out of the military and we moved across the river to St. Louis. And he got a job, I don't remember where, I really don't. Um, and I went to another community college for my nursing classes. And I got to labor and delivery. And if you, you guys who don't know, when you're in nursing school, you have to do, um, man, my brain is not working today. You have to do um, rounds in the hospital as part of your schooling. And so, you know, labor and delivery, I am i don't have the mommy gene. For my cats, yes, but for people, no. <laughs> and I, at the time, was, you know, getting near, near my finals for that semester. And I was so happy because I had just seen a baby get born and I was absolutely disgusted. <laughs> absolutely disgusted. I did not want to see that. No, I never want to see that again. Oh my God. <laughs> I apologize to all you moms out there, more power to you, but hell, that does not look like fun. <laughs> Not for me. Mm -mm. So we, um, <clears throat> well, actually I missed a point. When he was still in the military, we went to the courthouse and got married simply because we would get more money being married. So it was one of those things where we just went to the courthouse, got married, I called my mom up the next day and I was like, guess what? I got married. And she's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, uh, you want to see the certificate? <laughs> and her reply was, I knew you would do that to me one day or something along those lines. I wouldn't, I knew you would do that. Something like that. And I was like, what? Well, you know, so he, he and I were together three married three years I believe and <clears throat> he came home one day 
and I could just tell he came home the next day and I could just tell he had done something wrong. I thought he had gambled away a bunch of money and what happened was he had slept with another woman and I, without even thinking about it, I said, pack your shit and get out because I, I don't play that. <clears throat> I left and I said, when I come back, I want you gone. So I went to my girlfriend's house and I think he was still at the apartment when I came back. I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> but the cool thing about him and he and I, I, it's, it's been a while since like I'm 54. When I turned 40, I took a trip back to St. Louis to see all my friends and he was one of them. And, you know, I am friends with all my exes, but for one and he and I, my, my ex I'm telling you about now, he and I met for lunch and it was nice. It was nice. And we caught up and it was nice. And I mean, I have his email address and I, I could email him and he would email me back, but I, I just don't. Um, but <clears throat> he had cheated on me. However, I was still in nursing school and he knew I didn't have the money to finish nursing school. And everyone was telling him, you know, you don't know her or anything. You don't have any kids. You don't have any property. We didn't have any stuff. You know, we had a mattress on the floor. And he was better than that. And he said, you know, I did this. I'm going to help her. And we wrote up a separation agreement that, you know, he would help me get through nursing school and would help me for, I believe it was six months after I graduated to make sure I was okay. And he actually came to my graduation when I graduated from nursing school. And not a lot of people, fuck, why am I crying? It just goes to show the kind of person he was, is, he's not dead, the kind of person he is that he wanted to make sure I had a career. And so he helped me. And I love him for that. So, <clears throat> I, at that time, could not get a job. There was not a nursing shortage. Oh, wait, I forgot something. Labor and delivery. I was telling you about that. So I'd just seen a baby get born. I was grossed out. I wanted to puke. Never want to see that again. I'm still, ter ter you know, traumatized. <laughs> still traumatized. Um, 
but I was at almost to the finals <clears throat> for that semester. And I ended up in the hospital because of my Crohn's disease and I needed to have surgery. And I checked myself out of the hospital against medical advice, of course. And I told them, I said, look, <laughs> there is no way in hell I'm going to go through and repeat labor and delivery. So I'm going to go take my final and then I'll be back. And that's what I did. And I don't remember taking that test because I was on so many drugs. I don't remember nothing. But I, I you know, I, I, got a, I got away with a C, I think. For years, I thought I had gotten a 4.0 in nursing school, but I, I didn't. Um, I did up until like the last three classes. And that was when I was in the hospital a lot. And <clears throat> those three classes brought my GPA down to like a 2.7, but I had a 4.0 up until that point. But <clears throat> I made up for it. My bachelor's degree, I got a 4.0. So whoop whoop for me. Yay. Anyway, I'm the only one that's proud, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. I took the final. <laughs> Don't remember it. And then I went back to the hospital, checked myself back in. And had my surgery. And, <clears throat> yeah. I've checked myself out of the hospital for hair dye day. My hair used to be red for 30 years. And I used to check myself out of the hospital to get my hair done. That's <laughs> what I did, man. When you have an illness like I do, you, you know, life still goes on. I'm not going to let the hospital stop me from getting my hair done. Shit. So, <clears throat> anyway, we, he and I ended up getting a divorce. Still remain friends. Again, like I said. And I um, moved into a smaller apartment, single apartment. And, <clears throat> yeah. Did some partying some more. So I'm at 27 minutes. So I've got to go do some laundry. So trust me, I'm giving you the background so you can understand what I was like before I became my authentic self. Because back, back all these stories that I'm telling you I was not who I was on the inside what I was projecting out into the world was party girl drunk drugs and you know yes I looked like I was happy but inside I was a depressed motherfucker and I was doing all these drugs and drinking because I was not happy. I was not okay. And <clears throat> that's part of why I'm giving you this backstory 
so you can understand the backstory. So when we get to the part where I changed my life, you can understand how big of a change it is. <clears throat> so that's it for today. Episode three. Hit the hit the subscribe button. It's it's down here now. <laughs> Hover and it'll pop up and you can hit subscribe and it'll tell you when a new video comes out. And I would love it if you would subscribe and hang out with me. <clears throat> Get to know me. Have a little chuckle now and then. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.